This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico with you. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going well. How about yourself, sir? Not too bad. We're hanging in there. Nothing, Long days? Crazy. Yeah. Just a, We'll get it out of the way here. Let's <laughs> just let, let everyone know well, what's going on. All right. So I did not sleep last night. I stayed awake all night. Sleep I, is for the week. I did homework all night. So I'm... Starting to hit the brick wall a little bit. We're good. At the start of VJ's show, so when I got into work at like, you know, 8 a.m. You also got here super early. Well, because I was like, I can't go home and take a nap because <laughs> I'm going to be more exhausted. And uh, You could have taken a nap in the back room. I, I think had I, people do that. I think I may after, after, after our show. I, I took a nap up front once. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but no, I got three shots of espresso in my coffee at the start of VJ's show, so I was ready to go for that. Mm-hmm. Now that's starting to wear off, and, okay. and we're starting to hit the wall. But we're we're good. We're going to get sleep tonight. We're going to sleep tonight, so we're good. Um, just had a couple 1,500-word papers to write, and uh, got another one due Sunday for, for chemistry of food. So chemistry of food. yeah, it's stupid. So um, hopefully the professor's not listening like a, to this. Like a capstone course? No, no, it's not capstone. It's just a gen ed kind just of thing. You just wanted to take it. I, I needed to take an upper level one. Oh. Chemistry of food sounded pretty easy. Not, and it's it has not. the word chemistry in it. You yeah, know that, but it was. It, it seems pretty easy. So it, it's kind of weird. So I'm actually in a in a class, a victimology class with Michaela Curtis. No, oh. in victimology 440, it's called. Basically, it's like Criminal Minds, just Ooh, online class. Fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Very easy though, and that one's supposed to be yeah because you watch Criminal Minds harder than the the chemistry of. Food I'm just one. telling you, man. If chemistry is in anything, well, that's it's my, gonna be hard. It's my science class. It's gonna be hard. I save my science for for everything. I do All like right. science. Though. Yeah, it's it's bad. All right, four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond Text Line, both those open for you the entire show. Please feel free to call in. There's a lot to get to. Scott Frost talked to the media today. Um, we just got a text from Jory says, "So just tuning in. What is up with bets? Apologize since you probably addressed it already. No, it's all right. We can." For sure, address it once again. That's no problem at all. Do you want to know what's up with bets? Go ahead. Yeah, Xavier's not a member of the team right now. Why is that? He's just not a member of the team right now. You you anticipate he'll return? It doesn't matter right now. He's not a member of the team. Is there is there a reason? He's not a member of the team. That's all I'm going to say. That's what's up with bets. So Xavier, I mean, that's that's all we we know, um, unfortunately. And, and if you want to think about it, like. I was telling VJ off the air one of these days. Um, <laughs> I was I was telling VJ off the air that like the way that Nebraska has kind of constructed their stat or their 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 roster the last couple years has consisted of a lot of like boom or bust guys. Ooh, it has been. Ooh, if you think about it, they huh. take they take a lot of chances. And, oh, okay, okay. And unfortunately. 
I guess that would be one way to look at it. Either they they excel or they they see. I thought. See, when you said that, I thought like on the field, like no, boomer bust guys. No, I was just like, I was like, hmm, I don't, it's I don't basically it's basically just if they get on the field. Some or, guys, you know, if they get on the field, Nebraska has has become a sort of second chance home for a couple of guys. Well, I, I think it's that, but they just take chances on on a on a lot of guys. Like they're okay with um. If with, you have some type of trouble, they're willing to help you out or or try to help you out to get past that. Or if you have, you know, something going on, they want to they want, you know, they see the athletic ability that you have and they're willing not to look the other way, but they're willing to look at the problem and attempt to help that player with that problem while having them, you know, compete on the team. Yeah, so like they take chances on guys. The first name that came to my mind was, was Mo Washington, Maurice Washington, who had some struggles before he he made his college decision. Was down to Nebraska, Arizona State, made his selection on national TV. Worked out for for the first year and a half ish, mm-hmm. and then that famous picture of him just sitting, you know, resting on the sideline against Northwestern by himself. By himself, nobody around him. Kind of went viral, and then it, it quickly. Um, spiraled. From yeah, there. spiraled out of control, and and Maurice then had to move on, or Nebraska had to move on from Maurice Washington because of other things that um, we don't need to rehash. But now we're seeing it with Xavier Betts. If you, if you remember, Xavier was a guy that there were questions around him being academically eligible and being able to to get his academics figured out while at Bellevue West, and if he was even going to make it to campus on time. Or, or excuse me, in time, and and if he was going to be able to um, be academically eligible mm-hmm. to to arrive at Nebraska, or if he was going to need to go to a place like Iowa Western, who uh, or a JUCO, just a JUCO mm-hmm. in general. And so, we're not sure if that's the reason why he's no longer on the team, but that is that is what some people are speculating because Frost yeah. isn't going to go into it. As as yeah. you heard in the in the in the clip, yeah, he's, he's not well, he's not part of the team anymore, and that's not surprising that he's. I mean, we've seen it in the past with with these kind of situations. If t- if players have been you know suspended we we heard it with jock yant last year i mean same same situation same kind of responses every single time jory adds this on the text line once again 402-464-5685 i think mickey joseph demands effort and leadership in the wide receiver room and i think it's exactly what nebraska needed and i think the room as a whole will get immensely better because of it that that is a good way to look at it that's one positive way to look at it um on the flip side unfortunately if you are are looking, you know, from from a five thousand feet away, and and just looking at Nebraska's program. This is a pretty significant hit because it's a guy that has been able to find the field to some degree. I think I would say um, out of that wide receiver room, he's been one of the the guys that that Nebraska fans and I think this coaching staff was more excited about than others. One of the more electrifying players on the roster. One of the yeah. more you get him the ball. And I mean, you don't get out of the way because he needs some blocking. But you, you get him the ball, you get out of the way, and he's going to—he's going to make your jaw drop. Yeah. And you saw that a couple of times on that little little flip pass. You know, some reverses. Uh, he had that one almost catch where he jumped up between two defenders and and almost tipped it to himself. But you know, the the kid's an athletic freak, uh, extremely athletically gifted. Um, I hope I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Uh, exactly why he is no longer with the team, but I hope he gets figured out and that he can rejoin the team in some capacity and and you know be able to showcase his skills. Because look, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn or out of pocket when I say that I think that Xavier Betts has the skills to be a Sunday guy. 
No, no, and he has the body type as well. Um, so you ask, what does that leave Nebraska with in the wide receiver room? Two seniors, Oliver Martin and Omar Manning. Oliver Martin obviously dealt with a little bit of an injury towards the end of the season last year, or excuse me, in the middle of the season last year. And he had that really awkward play that he just looked like he gave up on on the on the on the receiving end of a pass. Was that Iowa, or was that right before? Was, was that Wisconsin, or no? It was in the beginning of the season. Was it? I believe so. I believe it was Illinois. It was beginning of the season. Either way, whatever. Um, so you have Oliver Martin, then you have Omar Manning, who has struggled. He's been he was able to get on the field last year. Nebraska just kind of struggled to get him the ball consistently, like we kind of expected. Then you also have the addition of of Trey Palmer and Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Below that, Alante Brown, and then you have uh, a big kind of group of six guys. You got the that are, that the are red shirt, shirt red shirt freshmen and the true freshmen in there that you don't know what the the outlook for them is. And you a like, lot of promise, but well, not a lot of experience. Like like Jory kind of said, like Mickey Joseph, we expect him that he is expecting a or you know we we feel like it was uh, we we feel like there's a bigger expectation held for those guys with a guy like Mickey Joseph in the room. And so there, there's promise there. Mm-hmm. And, and DP mentioned this earlier that sometimes there is such a thing as addition by subtraction. And um, unfortunately, Xavier Betts right now is not with the team, but we'll see how that, that goes along. Um, 402-464-5685, feel free to continue with your thoughts the rest of the day. Um, one other thing that... I wanted to touch on before we we really move on and kind of put a bow on on this for for the time being. We can always rehash it in the second segment as well. We probably will. But Scott Frost announced that there are are literally no tight ends available in spring. Not no tight ends. The top four options at tight end, which, I mean, you could pretty much say there are no tight ends. Thomas Fedoni not practicing. uh, Travis Vokalek not practicing. Chancellor Brewington not practicing. And... Who was the fourth one? Travis Vokalek. Vokalek, Fedoni, Brewington. I, have, I know who I this have is. The, uh, you, you have it. I'm going to feel so Hickman. bad. Hickman. Chris Hickman not practicing. That's right. Uh, your four options. Your, your, you know, Vokalek has, you know, Power 5 experience coming from Rutgers, and he played a little bit last year. Chancellor Brewington, you, you know, he had power. Was he at Arizona State? He was at Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona, not Power 5. Uh, but he has college experience, and he has some experience here at Nebraska coming in and taking people's heads off on, on blocks uh, for Adrian Martinez runs into the end zone. Um, and then Fedoni, the five-star tight end, high four-star tight end. What, mm-hmm. It was a five-star, right? Fedoni? Yeah. High four-star. He, he The number one tight end. Was he was the number one tight end in the class uh, yeah. last year. Uh, dealt with injury last year, uh, not practicing this year, mm-hmm. and then Chris Hickman, the the the, I think he was a th- high three star coming out of Burke, uh, showed some promise, kind of been flexing back and forth from wide receiver to tight end, wide receiver tight end. So not really sure uh, what's going on there, but he he's gotten into a couple of games. So your four most experienced tight ends not practicing, uh, your supposed number one tight end in Vocalek not practicing. Uh, so right now you're going going deep into the bench right now with guys like AJ Rollins and and um oh James Carney James Carney I always I don't know why I always forget his first name so Jory Jory adds Latrell Neville and Camonte Grimes those are two names so if you remember Will Nixon is a guy that transferred out he's no longer with the program he he decided to move on mm-hmm. that was always a guy that I wanted to see on the field 
You're Will Nixon. I'm Alante Brown. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of people are Alante Brown mm-hmm. because we've heard so much about him, and all we got to see him do last year was wave his arms, wave his arm for yeah. a fair catch on, on yep. kickoffs or on punt returns or whatever. So, um, unfortunately, he just hasn't been able to get on the field. And, and now this year, especially with the departure for the time being of Xavier Betts, Alante Brown's moving into a position where he could be a top three receiver on this team. I mean, with how much they're talking about him, and and on, he's he's getting a lot of pub right now. If Alante, look again, I I don't think I'm speaking out of pocket. If Alante Brown's not a starter day one, I would be extremely surprised. Which, I'm not saying the number one receiver, but I'm saying if he's not a starter, if he's not top top three, top yeah. four, I don't know how many Which, wide receivers he get out there. That's so that's so surprising to me, and, and it's not not alarming. That's not the right word, but um, you'll you'll get my point here in a second. Like, where's he been? Like, how much progress did he really make from, from year, it would have been year three, two, to year three now? Mm-hmm. Like, his his redshirt freshman year to his sophomore year. How much progress did Elante Brown really make to put him in the conversation for top three wide receiver? Because here's the deal. If you remember two years ago, like, Omar Manning was not there. Like, he was just, there was something else going on off the field that, they, that gave credit to Nebraska staff. Now, like Oliver Martin was there, and and um, like you're sitting here. How much progress did a? I mean, he he had to make strides. If now we're talking oh, about him strides. as as a top three guy in this in this team, and and you can even argue that he could have been a top three guy, if not top four guy, in this wide receiver room with Xavier Betts here. Yeah. Well, he credited in in. There's been a couple stories about him. He credited Mickey Joseph for turning his his outlook around and getting him to focus yeah. more on the on the field stuff and and what have you. He's focusing on his routes and catching and everything. So, I'm sure he had all the talent in the world. Maybe I'm not. Again, I'm not saying this is true. Maybe he just didn't focus enough on the wide receiver football portion of it. And with the addition of Mickey Joseph, as as we've seen, has had an amazing track record with wide receivers, he's able to get the best out of Elante Brown. And you can see yeah. the skill that he had that he showed in high school, the reason he got recruited to a Power 5 school, uh, is finally starting to show with with a coach who can see it and can get the best out of him. So I believe that, you know, Elante Brown's always been there, but maybe he wasn't giving – the type of effort necessary to get on the field, um, I'm not. You know, look, I, I, I'm just gonna say I don't. I don't think this is him, but maybe he was one of those guys that was like, I was this good in high school. I, I'm not gonna like. He didn't work that hard because he believed he had the skill set to just come to Nebraska and play. Again, I'm not saying that's that is his outlook. Maybe that was his outlook, and it's changed with the addition of Mickey Joseph as the wide receivers coach. Gus says this on the uh, Sarder Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. Where the heck is Belt? Thought he was the number one at X, Y, or Z positions. Get out of here, Gus. He- here's what I'll say. Um, a lot, or excuse me, Brody Belt, we, we have this conversation with Brody every single spring. That he is um, a really good spring story, and, and maybe he finds the field. But at the end of the day... <laughs> the wide receiver room, which Brody Belt is a wide receiver, he can play a little running back, but you feel like the running back room may be a little crowded. And the wide receiver room, despite the departure of Xavier Betts, definitely crowded. is is full of Look, talent. I I don't want to disparage Brody Belt is five nine. Uh, some of the freshmen they brought in are like six three, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying just because he's five nine he can't play. I mean I mean Wandale Robinson's like five nine, and you saw what he did at Kentucky. Um, and you know, 
showed out well, at the, it's, at the NFL it's Combine. All, it's but, all about being used in the right way. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they could find a spot for Buddy Button. He excels and he shows he shows what Mickey Joseph is, is seeing and what Mickey Joseph is saying and saying he's the, the best football player on the team. And, again, I don't think he's meaning he's the best football player. I think maybe what Mickey is saying is that he is maybe one of the more cerebral guys. Maybe he understands the game at a higher level than maybe some other people, maybe the rest of the team. So, again, I don't think he's saying he's the best athlete, mm-hmm. but he is the best like pure football player, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know I don't know how to we, word here's, it. Here's the thing: we made we kind of joked around with that. We made fun of it yesterday. I'm not putting too much stock into what no, made that no. what he said. I at the end of the day, like it, it was good for uh, for a good laugh and everything like that. You know, for for all appropriate reasons mm-hmm. and things like that. But I, I'm not putting too much stock into that, especially when you look up at the roster and you see all Omar Manning, Oliver Martin, Trey Palmer, Alante Brown, and at the time it, it was. Um, Xavier Betts and, and and Jory makes a good point. Brody Belt may have football IQ, and that's that's true, and, and that's invaluable, especially as a guy that's been at Nebraska for a substantial amount of time and and trying to catch younger guys up to speed. That's invaluable for for your program. Uh, Maybe hey, remember the last time we had a spring storyline last year? Jock Ant. That's true. He was just a remember. He was just a good spring story. That's right. <laughs> um, Bipolar says, wasn't Alante a quarterback before he came here? I, I believe that he was a wide receiver at – I'm pulling up his profile right now. Yeah, I yeah. believe he was a wide receiver at um, St. Thomas Prep or Simeon. He was he was the number one wide receiver and overall player in, in prep football. Let me pull it up. Okay, here's his 24-7's profile. Uh, I think he was also recruited by Troy Walters. Yep, so number one prep recruit – out of uh, Simeon in Chicago, Illinois, his primary recruiter was Troy Walters. So there's there's that for you. Um, Gus says this, guys like Belt should be return men. Athletic who might be able to read blocks, see if we can get over 20 return yards for the season. It, it will be interesting to see they did who, say they, the- who they pluck back there, whether it's a guy like that or if, if they start off with Trey Palmer who has – return experience mm-hmm. slash success at the SEC level. They did say the top three punt returners, up for punt return, and all my kick return, the top three punt returners were Trey Palmer, Tommy Hill, and Brody Belt. Tommy Hill, the transfer from Arizona State. Um, 402-464-5685. Harold Spears says this. Maybe he's one of the ones that is putting forth the most effort on the team right now. He obviously understands the Nebraska culture. Millard West. Let's hope. Like, I'm not saying that he's not going to find the field. Um, I, I would just, I would put Omar Manning or Trey Palmer, or even Alante Brown, just from just from the the, the Oliver Martin. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm not. I'm not sold on Oliver Martin. You're not. I, I'm not. Okay, like, good because I thought I was alone. No, like like he's had a couple good games. He dealt with that ankle injury last year, and, and like. He says all the right things, but there's just something missing when we're on the field and, and, and Oliver Martin's there. There's just something about Oliver Martin where I can't fully buy in. I don't know what it is yet. Like, I don't know, and, and it really – and, you know, this is me saying this. It, it really kind of ru- – not rubbed me the wrong way, but just kind of gave me – made me bad, bad an eye when he just gave up. Mm-hmm. On, on a throw yet? It was right year. there. Like, it was right there. It was a good throw. You put your hands and, out. You at least tip it. And it's not picked. And like I remember, I remember on the post game show, like we were all agree in agreement that, like at that point, 
That's not on Adrian. That that pick was not on Adrian. I think it was Michigan, actually. And I think somebody said it earlier. Yeah, I'm so, trying to remember. I think it was. Either way, like whether it was Michigan, like that's a game, one possession game. Like every and, other and, game. and you like you need to like in, in a way that Nebraska was just not finding ways to win. That's one of those that you figured out a way to help your team lose. Mm-hmm. And, and and even if it is a situation where it's an incomplete pass and you you switch it up and play defense as a wide receiver, like. It's you, necessary. You got, you got to do something. At there, least man. it keeps the momentum off of off of the opposing team side with yeah. an interception. Yeah, that's a, a very good point. All right, four zero two four six four five six eight five. So that's kind of the update with Nebraska football. I, I want to get to all of your guys' texts. So, um, I want to get to all your guys' texts on the other side of this break. I also want to dip into. I was thinking about this whole Tyree Kill thing and just kind of where we're at with superstars in the league and not only NFL, but just in professional sports as ge- in general, whether that's Major League Baseball, whether that's the NBA, or, or even NFL. Nick has a take. Like, are we done with guys being in a place for their entire career? Like, for example, for example, like, Patrick Mahomes. He'll be there. He'll be there for 10 years, but what's going to happen after his 10-year ten year deal? Like is is you think it'll be like a Tom Brady where yeah, he's there, he like, does everything, and then it's like all right, well, you know, let's maybe try the, a new place. Maybe the team wants to move on, or he like wants to that, just move on, like that. And because now it's it feels like in professional sports, and I know we got to take a break, sorry, yeah. Rico, but oh, like fine. in professional sports, we're starting to have that that feeling of just staleness come quicker mm. than ever. And, and with like NBA guys now coming out of high school and being able to be in the G League. Are they going to be at the end of their rookie contract and being like, man, I should have went through the recruiting process, and it all started with LeBron taking his talents to South Beach. And then you go to free agency, and that's, exactly. your, that's like, your recruiting that's, process. That's the thing. And so like, I, I want to dip into that discussion. Like, For example, Major League Baseball. Rizzo isn't in Chicago. Troy Tulowitzki didn't finish his career in Colorado. That like, one was surprising. Like Things like that. It, it, when did it start? Nolan so, Arenado. Nolan Arenado and and like there's no more Dirk Nowinskis and there's no Derek Jeter's or Kobe Bryant's or Dirk's or so I kind of want to talk about that so I hope you guys are are interested in that 402-464-5685 we'll we'll field all your thoughts on Husker football and and whatever you want to throw our way we'll do that next on the happy hour follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC more of happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com 